Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by Pastor Brent Jones. Enjoy. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna be too long today. No extra innings this morning. We're we're good. I'm gonna pray and we're gonna get started here. Let's just hmm. would you just position your heart in a just pause before the Lord? Maybe he was speaking something to you during worship and you just Yeah, we just pause before you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus in this place today through your word. We pause before you, God, and just say, speak to our hearts. Come and have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe God has a word for you this morning. He has a word for us as a church. He's, uh, if you're new or newish, he has a word for you too. Um, and he is speaking. Uh, he's been just, these last few weeks in Philippians, he's just been speaking a beautiful message to us. Um, and so let's, let's turn to the book of Philippians together. If you don't know where that is, you can just search it in your app. <laughs> When I was a kid, we had to memorize how to get to things. Remember that? General Electric Power Company? Yeah, this is the power in that. The General Electric Power Company. You had to memorize how to get to it because we didn't have the app, you guys. So, anyways, I'm not jealous or anything. The title of today's message is Knowing Him. Knowing Him. When I was growing up, the pastor I grew up uh, under, he used to, he had this phrase, he used to say, knowing him who is to know, who to know is life eternal. Knowing him who to know is life eternal. Jesus. We're just going to read through this passage together and then just pull a couple of points out of what Paul had to share, and then we're going to move into baptism. And so just hang with me for a few minutes as we read. Let's start. uh, We're in Philippians chapter 3 this morning. We're kicking off chapter 3, verse 1. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord! Exclamation point. Rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. He's already said this once. It's no trouble for me to say the same thing to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. 
But whatever gains to me, whatever benefited me from my religious piety, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ Jesus. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, verse 9, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of what? Faith. Faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, to become like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on, say press on, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature, say all of us. All of us then who are mature should take such view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. He's like, hey, if you disagree with me on this, just ask God. He'll correct you. (laughs) Only let us live up to what we've already attained. This is God's word. So in this passage, it contains arguably arguably one of Paul's most quoted sayings. Forgetting what lies behind, straining toward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There's there's songs about when I was growing up. I won't sing it for you. Well, maybe. Forgetting what? Never mind. I won't. We had whole songs about it. This, this, why is this passage like so quoted? Well, because sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, hey, keep going. Hey, press on. Hey, lean in. Hey, don't quit. Don't stop. Press on toward the goal. And so a lot of times we'll pull from what the Apostle Paul says here and we'll quote him here and say, press on, keep going, don't quit. And that's awesome, but we're not talking about that today. I feel like you understand. Don't quit. Press on. But it also, in this passage, has a bunch of Paul's personal background and the story of his own religious experience in this one, one paragraph, which, as he points out, is kind of a big deal. He's like, hey, I'm kind of a big deal. I can say that about him because he's dead. And one day when I meet him, he can correct me. But I feel like he was saying, hey, I've done all these things and I'm kind of a thing, so you should listen to me here. So let's look at this. He has this whole list here. Uh, Verse 5, he says, circumcised on the eighth day. In other words, my parents did the right thing. I'm of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. In other words, I'm one of God's chosen people and from one of the good families. I'm I'm from a respected family. In regard to the law, I'm a Pharisee. In other words, I'm educated and practicing in one of the top theological seminaries and respected religious sects that there are at the time. I'm at the top of that. 
As for zeal, persecuting the church. He put his faith. We're like, persecuting the church? What's that about? Yeah, he persecuted the church. Actually, when he's on his way to, to where, where Jesus meets him on the road to Damascus, it's the, what it actually says there is Paul breathing threats and murder against the way. Breathing threats and murder. He was zealous. He put his faith, what he understood, into full-time action 100%. He did it. Messed up as that was or not. Jesus corrected it. As for righteousness based on the law, he was faultless. In other words, he was completely righteous in every way. There wasn't anything you could point to in his life and be like, well, Paul, you should work on this. He was faultless. So as he's writing this, he's bringing us back to this, uh, as we come back to this letter, he's saying, look, I have all of these reasons to just sit back and say, I've done it, I've got it, I'm good. And then he says that he does not have a righteousness of his own. He lists it all off, everything in his shopping cart, and then he's like, oh, there's nothing good in here. He doesn't have a righteousness of his own. Even with all the boxes that he's checked by now, and how he was raised, how he was educated, how he lived, how he served, within the bounds of Jewish law, he was faultless. But that faultlessness, he said, was nothing, and it didn't hold a candle to knowing Jesus. Not only that, he doesn't just say that, he says, he, Paul uses very powerful and descriptive language here, and he says, all of this stuff I count as garbage. All of this stuff I count as garbage, compared to what? Knowing him. Knowing him. Knowing him. These are very descriptive words, passionate words. He says, I want to know Christ. You're like, don't you think you know him already? I mean, dude, you're writing letters to us. You're teaching us. You're preaching to us. And he said, I want to know him. Why all of this, like, what's, what's all this about knowing him? Why, why knowing? He says, I want to know Christ. See, there must be a shift in us where we identify that the gains we've had from our religious experience and our background are nothing compared to Jesus Christ and knowing him. So I have a little theory about this, and I want to put a big qualifier on this. This is my theory. This is not backed up by scripture or any ancient text or writings. Just my theory. Are you good with that? Can you listen for a minute? If you don't like it, just throw it out. Does that work? Okay, cool. Paul was born and lived as a contemporary of Jesus. Did you know that? Paul was alive at the same time as Jesus, very close to the same age. He grew up in the same timeline. Paul studied under Gamaliel, the, the Pharisee and teacher, also a contemporary of Jesus, the Pharisees were always in the temple teaching and lecturing their students and the people. This would have been happening at the same time that Jesus was spending time in Jerusalem and at the temple. Think about that. So we don't have anywhere where it says that they interacted. In fact, most, most scholars believe that they had never met, and that's great and fine, and that actually fits into my theory too. But they were in the temple. They were in, in, they had disciples at the same time. They were teaching at the same time. They were being taught at the same time. So is it possible that Saul, the Pharisee, has encounters with Jesus' team there? 
He may have been a witness to many of the interchanges that the Pharisees have with Jesus. Though, again, I want to clarify, the Bible doesn't mention this at all. This is just my nutcase theory, okay? At any rate, they were in the same circles a lot. We have this idea that uh, now, uh, you know, thousands of years later, there was like, you know, believers of the way, and then there were Pharisees, and they were bad. Pharisees were just church people, very educated church people, teachers of the law. Jesus and Pharisees were actually in the same circle. That's why he could correct them. Jesus wasn't speaking to people he didn't know and understand. He was speaking peer to peer. He wasn't speaking to evil people. He was speaking to what we would say Christian people. We would say church people. He was talking to the church at the time. He was correcting his house. That's why when you see him go into the temple and he's throwing tables around and the money's going everywhere and he's correct, what's he doing? He's correcting his house, his church. The Pharisees, that's why we have all those verses about all those heated exchanges between them. He's correcting his house. He's talking to them, and he wins some of them over. We see that in Scripture. He has conversations with some of them. Some of them actually, he actually, Gamaliel, the guy who teaches Paul, later in Acts, when the church is, is, is rising up and becoming a thing, he actually cautions the Sanhedrin and says, hey guys, you might want to leave this alone. This might be God, and if it's God, you don't want any part of messing around with him. He doesn't say it's God. He doesn't say it's not, but he says, hey, if it is... You don't want to be touching his people. Why don't you just let it run its course and see what happens? See, Jesus had had enough interchanges, even with the teacher of Paul, that the teacher of Paul was wondering who Jesus was. So in light of my, my theory here, I want to look at one verbal exchange that Jesus has with the Pharisees. Can we do that? Turn to the book of John chapter 8. John chapter 8, so the Pharisees say to him, Jesus, listen, it's the Pharisees, this is Paul's group, we don't, I'm not saying Paul was in it, but this was his group. They say to Jesus, you are bearing witness about yourself, your testimony is not true. In other words, you're testifying on your own behalf, why should we listen to you? Verse 14, Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and I know where I'm going, but you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. Verse 15, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Remember what Paul says about, about circumcision earlier? Mutilators of the flesh. People that are talking about uh, strict laws about circumcision and your body and things that you should do and shouldn't do. Mutilators of the flesh. He's talking about that here. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. You, yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it's not alone, not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, is it, written, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I'm the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. And they answered him, where is your father? Jesus answered, look at this. You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. You know neither me nor my father. Look at that phrase. What's he saying? You don't know me. You don't know me. Jesus was saying to the Pharisees, the religious organization that Paul claimed and was educated and raised in, you don't know me, guys. Later, Saul has an encounter with Jesus in a vision on the road to Damascus. And as Paul, he spends the rest of his earthly life in pursuit of knowing 
Jesus. You can have an encounter. You can meet him. You can be around him and not necessarily know him. You can be religious and well-educated, but not know him. Don't be so content in your religious practice that you fail to know him. Don't be so set in your rhythms and spiritual disciplines that you miss him and don't know him. Oh, he's saying spiritual disciplines are bad. No, he's not. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is your spiritual disciplines should lead you to know him. If they're not, change them. I want to know Christ, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Not reading about him, not hearing about him, knowing him. I, I, I want to I speak to anybody who's, who's grown up in the church or is growing up in the church. Not listening to someone talk about him, knowing him. Not listening to my youth pastor talk about him, knowing him. Not doing a challenge of daily devotions, knowing him. Not going to prayer meetings, knowing him. Knowing him. The Christian experience is not simply a method of faith or practice of theology. It's knowing Jesus. The way of Jesus is not simply a set of spiritual disciplines. It's knowing Jesus. If you aren't in pursuit of knowing him, all of the disciplines, practices, and rhythms are hollow and lifeless habits. Even something as basic as daily devotions without knowing him and pursuing him they're just empty. I mean, let's, let's think about this for a second. We call them devotions. Think about that word. We call them devotions for a reason. They're not just, they're more than just a daily reading. They're more than just meditation. They're supposed to be building the building blocks of a beautiful, devoted relationship with Jesus, knowing him knowing him. Nothing can replace knowing Jesus. No practice, no book, no meditation, no rhythms, nothing can replace knowing him. No future, no career, nothing can replace knowing him. When you're around people who know him, it just hits different, right? When you, because like Paul, it says, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Knowing Jesus has components of the power and the struggle, right? The resurrection and the suffering. It's got both. Knowing Jesus, it, they go down these parallel tracks of resurrection, life, and suffering, death. And he even says that. He's like, I, at the end of it, he says, my goal is to attain death in him, actually. Actually, what I, my goal is to die completely so that I might know him and be counted with him. That's actually my goal. Sometimes I feel like in, in the body of Christ, we just want somebody to tell us all these good, fluffy, big, beautiful, prosperous things. And the Apostle Paul here is saying, actually know him. And knowing him, knowing him is res resurrection life and fellowship in suffering. It's both. It's both. 
the power and the pain. Knowing Jesus comes from both. And unfortunately, many of us stop short. I know I do. I stop short of knowing him. Why? Because I hesitate to step into the power of the Holy Spirit, of the resurrection, and I stall out when things get tough. In moments of struggle or pain or suffering and difficulty, we can step into greater depths of knowing him than we can in more neutral or positive times. Our hearts are more sensitive to him when we're in moments of pain and struggle and suffering, and we have the chance, we have the opportunity in those moments when things are really tough and things are really difficult and you can't see the next step, we have the opportunity to step into a deeper, more beautiful relationship with Christ if we lean into the struggle and not pull away from it. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. We have the opportunity to grow in our relationship with Jesus when things are not easy. When things are not happy, when things are not positive. Hmm. In moments when the Holy Spirit is moving uh, we, and things get unpredictable and awkward, leaning in instead of out can bring a depth of knowing him that you didn't think was possible because partnering with the Holy Spirit in ministry teaches me what Jesus is like. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit's moving, what if we ran in and not simply stood on the sidelines? I want to invite the worship team to come up and I, I want us to stand together. I told you, no extra innings. (laughs) I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. I want to walk. When he says the power of his resurrection, what he's saying is that which brought Jesus back to life, the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the power of the resurrection. I want to walk in that power, and I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. The beauty of knowing Jesus. So I want to ask you today, do you know him? The revelation of Jesus in the move of the Spirit and the voice of the Savior in the darkness and suffering are keys to the door of his secret place. If you've ever been around somebody and thought they just know Jesus in a deeper way or they really just seem to know him or maybe it's the way that they pray maybe it's the way their face lights up when they say his name something about them is just different I guarantee that person has experienced the power of his resurrection and fellowship in his suffering they know him to be faithful through it all They know him to be big enough to deliver and faithful enough to walk through. They know him to be big enough to deliver Hmm. He's big enough to deliver you and he's faithful enough to walk through it with you. Today, if you if you don't know Jesus yet In John chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus says, This is eternal life, that they, people, may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. 
That's eternal life. If you don't know Jesus yet and you would like to begin a relationship with Him, right now I want to give you the opportunity to do that. If that's you and you'd say, hey, I, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ today. I don't know Him. I want to begin that relationship right now. Would you just raise your hand? We want to pray with you. Okay. I want to dismiss those who are getting baptized to go prepare. Go ahead and get ready to go. You can line up right over here. Someone's going to meet with you and pray with you. Knowing Him is eternal life. This is what's interesting. Jesus also says in, in Matthew, uh, in, in Matthew, Jesus says, He's talking about the last judgment, and he says, um, they're, in that day, they're going to line up all of the, there's, there's going to be the, the sheep on one side and the goats on the other. And he says, um, at a certain point, he lists off all these things that you did if you knew him and you followed him. And then when they didn't do those things, he says, depart from me because I never knew you. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I, I sort of feel like Paul. I, I want to be in pursuit of knowing Jesus at any cost. I don't want to read another book, start another devotion, get into another rhythm, do this, that, or the other thing. I want to know Jesus. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. If it is a book, if it is, I don't know if it's fast, I don't know if it's prayer, I don't know what's, but I want to know Jesus. And I think what God's doing here today is he's shifting our church into a new time of saying, hey, yeah, I know you're a Christian. That's great. Do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to launch into a lifelong pursuit of knowing him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, knowing him, knowing who he is and chasing after Jesus Christ for the rest of your life? Is that what you want? So right now, all over the room, we're just going to take a minute and respond to the Lord. Because this message actually today is for believers. You're like, oh, I'm glad he gave a gospel invitation. Yes, I did. I did that because this message is for believers. And now that we're all believers here in the room, we are going to step into a lifelong pursuit of knowing him. Not going to church, not being in a small group, not going to youth group, not, we're, we're going to step into a lifelong pursuit of knowing Him. If like the Apostle Paul, we can say, you know, some, some 40, 50, 60 years later after he met with Jesus, if we can get, get into that zone of saying, hey, I want to know Him. Then we've succeeded. So right now, right where you stand, right where you sit, right where you are, Will you just say, I want to know you? Come on, right where you are, I want you just to pause before Jesus Christ today and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. Come on, say it. And I want to know you. Let your spirit overwhelm me. Your presence over 
I want to know Jesus Christ, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know you, let your spirit overwhelm me, let your presence overtake my heart. Maybe you're in a time where, of struggle and pain, and you can just say, I want this time of struggle and pain. I want to lean into the unknown of where I'm at right now and come out on the other side knowing Jesus deeper than I ever did before. I want to lean into this time of difficulty, this time of struggle, this time of pain, and I want to come out on the other side of this struggle knowing Jesus Christ better than I did before. I think that's what the Apostle Paul did. Every time he got whipped or beaten, every time he got thrown out of a city, every time he got thrown in jail, every time he was waiting under house arrest, he would say, you know what? I don't have anything else to do. I would rather come out on the other side of this knowing him better. Right where you are, right in this time of pain and difficulty and struggle or trial or whatever you're going through in your life, what if you could come out on the other side knowing him more? Come on, let's lean into that today. Let's just say it together. Jesus, I want to know you. I don't know what's going on with the struggle and pain in my life, Jesus, but I want to know you. I want to come out on the other side with none of these tears wasted because each one brought me closer to the wellspring of life in Jesus Christ. I want to come out on the other side of all of these prayers knowing you more. I want to come out on the other side of this season knowing you more. Jesus, I want to come out of this knowing you more. That's my heart, God. Come on, let's sing it one more time. I want to know you. I want to know you. Let your spirit overwhelm me. Let your presence overtake my heart. I want to know you. Sing it again. I want to know you. Jesus, I want to know you. Let your spirit overwhelm me. Let your presence overtake my heart, oh Jesus. Oh, I want to know you. Let your spirit overwhelm me. Let your presence overtake my heart. Oh, I want to know you. Let your spirit overwhelm me. Let your presence overtake my heart. Jesus, today we say we want to know you. Would you draw us into a closer relationship with you than we've ever had before? Draw us into a deeper relationship with you than we've ever had before today, God. We give you our lives, Lord. We, we just lay our lives before you, God. And today we just say we're ready to move forward in faith with you. In a lifelong pursuit, Jesus, of knowing you. A lifelong pursuit today, Jesus, of knowing you. If that's you today, would you just would you just offer yourself up and say, Jesus, I'm in a lifelong pursuit of knowing you. Come on, right now, all over this room. Jesus, I'm in a lifelong pursuit of knowing you. Draw me in. Draw me closer. I want to know you today. I want to know you today. As we get ready to go into baptism this morning, I, I want to encourage us that this is not, that, that this is a team, team sport here this morning. 
And the way you can be involved is you can stretch out your hands and pray over each one as they go in. I just want, just all over this room, just feel free to just stretch out your hands toward each one. We're just going to encourage and celebrate Jesus changing lives today together. Amen? Amen. such a beautiful way and I want to stand out. Being Christian is standing out, but standing out for the good. Helping, loving, understanding people, and being there for one another. I truly gave my life to Christ this summer, and while hard, every second of it was worth it. And that's what brought me here to be baptized. I accepted the Lord as my Savior, so now instead of walking on my own path, I'm walking on the path that He set up for me. I know God forgives. It's never too late to give your life over to Him. Amen. Hold on a second. So we have a, a little, like a baptism prompt that we read to each person. Uh, and it's a little bit, you'll notice it's a little bit like a wedding vow. Uh, because what we're doing is we're entering into a covenant relationship with Jesus and receiving the free gift that He offers us. And so, um, so I'm going to read this now, let you respond. And uh, yeah, as you are baptized today, uh, Sadie, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? And do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you in His death on the cross and His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to now follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward? with all that you are and all that you have. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus. 
this is uh, this is Samuel, and uh, Samuel, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? Do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you, His death on the cross, and through His resurrection from the grave? And do you now commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward? with all that you are and all that you have. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, Samuel. You've broken every chain with love and mercy. You've triumphed over death and you are worthy of glory and praise. Father God, we just thank you for Samuel. God, I thank you, Father God, as, as we baptize him, I just believe there's a power attached with it. And we just thank you that he's never going to be the same. I thank you, Father God, it's an outward expression of what he already believes. And we just believe from here, he's moving forward in the destiny you have for him in the name of Jesus. Samuel, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everybody, this is uh, this is Kaylee, and Woo! Kaylee would like to share a little something about why she's wanting to be baptized today. Um, I want to be baptized because I want to be completely connected to the Holy Spirit. That's a good reason. All right, wait, Kaylee, I'm going to read this to you, and you can respond kind of like at a wedding. Respond with yes or I do, if this is what's in your heart. Kaylee, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge that you need Jesus as your Savior and that He gives you the free gift of both forgiveness and new life that He won for you through His death on the cross and His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward for the rest of your life with all that you are and all that you have? Yes? Okay. baptized today because every time I thought about baptism I've always had like a pull and every time it's been getting stronger and stronger 
So I've been thinking about it for a while, and I'm just ready to dedicate my life to the Lord. That's awesome. That's, that's the Holy Spirit that's been drawing you, and I love that you're responding to that, that call. May that always characterize your life, that you're paying attention to that, that leading of the Holy Spirit. Parker, as you're baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? Do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that he won for you in his death on the cross and through his resurrection from the grave? Do you commit to follow him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are with all that you have? leader that he already is and God we just believe this the outward expression of what he believes I believe there's a powerful anointing attached with it and I just thank you Father God that this is the beginning of something extremely powerful where he inspires others to follow after you as he walks with you all the days of his life in the name of Jesus Parker I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Alright church, this is Faith, and Faith would like to share something about uh, what God's doing in her in this moment. About a year ago, I went through the valley of shadow and death. And the Bible has always told me that I shall fear no evil. So today, I want to get rid of fear, doubt, all of that. I'm saying no to Satan today. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. All right, Faith. As you're baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? Do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and new life, resurrection life, that he won for you through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and all that you have? Yes. Amen. Let's do this.
All right, church, this is Aaron, and Aaron has something he'd like to share about uh, why he's getting baptized today. So, oh, the first reason is because of, like, I know that, like, this is just from past experience, but um, I, um, <laughs> I um, usually don't um, do things if I do them, like, immediately in God. It's like a timer, but... Uh, and, and I know if I don't do it this year, I probably only have a year to do it, so I want to do it now. And Yeah, that's good. Aaron, I love your obedience of wanting to respond to God right away. And I, I do. I hope that characterizes your whole life. That's the grace of God calling you. Aaron, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge that you need Jesus as your personal Savior? And do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and new life that he won for you in his death on the cross and through his resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are, with all that you have? Yes? Okay. That's right. Aaron just, Aaron just said that, Aaron just said as he was, as he was walking past that he wants to follow God even with the smallest of things in his life. God, I thank you for Aaron making this step to follow you in obedience and baptism. Father, I pray that this would be something that he always walks in every day of his life. God, I thank you for the plans and the purpose you, for you have, that you have for him. And we declare that over him in Jesus' name. Aaron, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. church this is joseph and joseph would like to share something about why he's getting baptized today um i just want to get baptized today because i want to put my faith and my belief in romans 6 that uh i want to demonstrate the death of christ as well as being risen with him and uh the old sinful nature be gone and uh just be a new creature in christ like it says in his word amen amen <laughs> joseph as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as both Savior and Lord? And do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and also resurrection life that he won for you in his death on the cross and in his resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to now follow him as Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and all that you have? God, we just thank you for Joseph. God, I thank you for his dedication to you. I thank you, Father God, that everything that he's gone through up to this point, I just believe you use it as he moves forward. 
And God, I thank you for the commitment. I thank you for the faithfulness. I thank you for the power attached to this moment that he looks back on for the rest of his life in the name of Jesus. Joseph, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, church, this is Priscilla. Priscilla would like to share about why she's responding in baptism today. Um, I would like to get baptized today because I desire to know God more and what better way than to die and resurrect with Him. Amen. Amen. So Priscilla, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? Do you receive the free gift of forgiveness? And of resurrection life, eternal life, that he won for you through his death on the cross and through his resurrection from the grave. And do you commit to follow him as Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and all that you have? Priscilla, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Alright church, this is Louisa, and she would like to share something about why she's responding in baptism today. I am getting baptized today because um, I've always wanted to know like how I can be in a better, a better path with Jesus and to get to know Him more. Love that. God's got good paths for you to walk in, Louisa. Louisa, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior? And do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and new life, resurrection life, that He won for you in His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and all that you have? Amen. Louisa.
All right, church. Um, this is Luis, and Luis is going to respond to our, our baptism prompt today. Luis, as you are baptized, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior? Do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and of resurrection life that He won for you in His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave? Do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and with all that you have? Yes, I do. church this is Obed and Obed would like to share a little something about why he's responding in baptism today um, my name is Obed and I'm here to get baptized because I want to have a fuller connection with Jesus Christ and I want to start a new page in my life perfect Obed as you are baptized today do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior, do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and new life, resurrection life, that He won for you through His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and with all that you have?
Hey church, this is Don, and Don's got a pretty cool story about why he's responding in baptism today. Hi everyone. Um, earlier this year, uh, I had figured out that October 29th was or is my 40th uh, year of accepting the Lord. So I actually accepted the Lord when I was 18, 40 years ago to this day. And that was earlier this year. And I had no idea that there was gonna be baptism on this day. And what's cool is that this is a, more of a renewal of my faith and just thanking God for how he has blessed um, me and my family. And also, I'd been baptized a while ago, but it was not in front of my friends and my family. And you're my family. As you're baptized today, do you acknowledge that you still need Jesus as your Savior? Do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you through His death on the cross, through His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are, with all that you have? church this is diane and diane would like to share a little something about why she's responding in baptism today i want to know him <laughs> there you go diane you have a tender heart i can see it i love that diane as you're baptized today do you acknowledge your need for jesus as your savior do you receive the free gift of forgiveness resurrection life that Jesus won for you when he died on the cross for you and rose from the grave for you and do you commit to follow him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and with all that you have say something real quick. You may have noticed we've been switching baptizers. Uh, we have two congregations coming together today. Pastor Jonathan from our Swahili congregation 
that meets in the afternoon uh, was baptizing his uh, people from his congregation that's also part of, uh, of us. So that's, uh, we've, that's a pretty cool dynamic we have going on today. God, I thank you for Diane. I thank you for her desire to know you more. I pray that as she takes this step in obedience, God, I just pray that you would draw her to yourself. You would start speaking to her in greater ways than she's ever known in her lifetime. Father, I pray that her heart would just be drawn towards you in just deeper and deeper ways in Jesus' name. Diane, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right, church, this is Elijah, and Elijah has something he'd like to share about why he's responding in baptism today. Um, so I've been a very naughty boy for one, two, three, four, five years, ever since I got baptized. So I just uh, wanted to do it again because I thought it was something cool Christians got to do. So now I actually know the meaning of it. Elijah, as you are baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as Savior? Do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you in His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave? And do you now commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are, with all that you have? Elijah. Father God, we just thank you for Elijah. God, I thank you for his rededication and the faith to you. And God, I just believe this, that Father God, this moment in his life, he'll never look back on. I thank you, Father God, his outward expression of what he genuinely believes permeates all the way through his body, his soul, his mind, everything else. So we just thank you and praise you for it in the name of Jesus. Elijah, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right, church, this is Aiden, and Aiden would like to share something about why he's responding in baptism today. Because I like him, and so he can be the Lord of my life, and so I can see him in heaven. That's an awesome answer, Aiden. Aiden, as you are baptized today, do you know that you need Jesus to be your Savior? Do you realize and, and receive the free gift of both forgiveness and eternal life that he won for you when he died on the cross and rose from the grave for you? Do you commit to follow him as the Lord of your life for the rest of your life with all that you are and with all that you have? Okay. I
I thank you for Aiden. I thank you just for the plans that you have for his life. I pray that every single day of his life, he would follow after you, that he would be so hungry for the things that you um, have for him, God. I just, we just consecrate him to you, and we pray that this step would draw him closer to you. So Aiden, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Church, this is Nate, uh, and Nate would like to share a little something about why he's responding today. Yeah, so, you know, the last two years I've spent searching for something to change me, uh, and it's been happening as I've been reading the Bible and I've been coming to church and just spending time with Him, and it's been the only answer, so I just need to keep walking that commitment, and this is part of that process, excited yeah i can't even tell you feeling it's welling up welling up inside of me so thank you uh, if you have any any inclination whatsoever that you need this follow it thank you nate there's a someone that's changing you from the inside out he gave his life for you Nate, as you're baptized today, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior? And do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and new life that He won for you through His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave for you? Do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and with all that you have? I just I thank you for Nate God I thank you for his commitment to you I thank you over the last two years as he's continued to pursue after you God I just believe he finds you more and more each day and, and God I just sense this as I heard him speaking up there I believe that the things from his past you're gonna take and you're gonna actually use them for his future and Nate I just believe this is a word for specifically for you that as you step into the destiny God's called you to some of the things that have taken past, place in, in the past in your life, I just believe this, even if they were negative, God's going to take that and He's going to use it in a way that's actually going to help reach others. And specifically for you, there's are a few things. He's going to begin to give you ideas. He's going to begin to give you um, just an understanding of how to begin to do that in the natural. And it's going to impact a lot of people around you. Just thank you and praise you for it. And they, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right, church, this is Marcus. And Marcus would like to share a little something about why he's responding in baptism today. Um, and 
This is my first time getting baptized, so I'm kind of nervous. But I want to connect to God more and get to know Him so that I can stay with Him in heaven. Amen, Marcus. Marcus, if you spend your life even responding to God, even when you're nervous about it, even when it feels a little bit scary, you will never go wrong. Marcus, as you're baptized today, you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior. Do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you through His death on the cross and through His resurrection from the grave? And do you commit to follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward with all that you are and with all that you have? Amen. Marcus. Marcus, I thank you for the plans you have for his life. I thank you for, even now, the work that you're doing in him. God, I pray that as he continues to follow after you, that you would give him a new revelation of your love for him, of the plans that you have for him. God, we consecrate his life every day of his life. We just pray that he would follow after you and seek you. So Marcus, we just baptize you today in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. obedience to what God's stirring in her today. So Ava, as you are baptized, do you acknowledge your need for Jesus as your Savior? Do you receive the free gift of both forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you when He died on the cross for you and rose from the grave for you? And do you commit to now follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward, with all that you are, and with all that you have. Amen. Ava.
quick story about Ava, and then we'll baptize Finley. But Ava's dad was the very first uh, baby ever born to Vineyard Boise when the church was planted in 89. And he was the first child. I remember him being dedicated on, back at Northview at the church, the Sunday that we dedicated him and prayed over him. And today his daughter was baptized. That's pretty amazing, right? But this is, this is Finley. And Finley's batting cleanup unless there's somebody else who wants to spontaneously respond. So Finley, would you share with us uh, why you wanted to be baptized today? Because I love Jesus. That's clean and powerful. That's awesome. Finley, as you're baptized today, do you acknowledge that you need Jesus to be your Savior? And do you receive the free gift of forgiveness and resurrection life that He won for you when He died on the cross for you and when He rose from the grave for you? And do you commit to now follow Him as the Lord of your life from this day forward for the rest of your life with all that you are and with all that you have? Yeah, okay. Finley. church um i think that's all for today so uh can we give one more celebration for all the people who respond to jesus no that's kind of a, a longer morning thank you for staying here to celebrate with every one of these people who responded in baptism uh parents if you have kids in the nursery if you would go pick them up that would be really helpful and uh, apart from that Go out and make the invisible God visible. Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.